Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. Hey, we are interrupting our Mind Your Motherhood season to bring you an episode about Halloween. We recorded this episode last year and we talked about where Halloween came from and what we believe about it and and all kinds of random things. You're hopefully going to laugh. You're going to learn things about Halloween you maybe thought you never needed to know, Uh, but we wanted to bring that to you. We had some fun recently on our socials doing some things to get ready for Halloween, and it brought up some questions about what we believe and how we as moms can approach Halloween And you know, that is so much up to your discernment, but this episode is all about just having the conversation and considering how we want to approach it with our families. You know, I thought it was so timely that we bring this episode back because I was just feeling convicted recently that as a mom wanting to pass on my faith to my children, we are not in a good rhythm right now of having devotionals together as a family or Reading the Bible, you know, that was always my vision is that we would sit around in the evenings and read the Bible or Bible stories. And with the pace of life we're in right now, that is not happening. But I thought about the verse in Deuteronomy that teaches parents that we actually pass on our faith as we go. It models this as we go parenting, that as we go out and as we come in and as we lie down and as we get up, that those are the times that we are sharing our faith with our children. And it really reminded me that the holiday of Halloween gives us an opportunity to how we go parent, that as we see pumpkins and as this as the fall season comes upon us, that we have an opportunity to point our children to God in these things. So whether for you that's reading the pumpkin parable or cutting out your jack-o'-lantern in a way that teaches the gospel to your children or helping them recognize God in the seasons and in the fall, that you give him glory when you eat some pumpkin spice cake or drink something yummy, you know, apple cider that's fall, that we point to God. And so I hope we see this holiday on our American calendar as an opportunity to, as we go parent and show our children our faith. So let's jump into this episode all about Halloween. Welcome to episode 82 of the Gather Moms podcast, and we're in our series of help, and we are covering a topic that we have not discussed before, but dun, 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 it will affect every home in America and many homes actually across the world this month. Sounds ominous, right? You think it's every home? Listen. Oh, I'm about to prove it. I got receipts. Oh, you got receipts. Yes. So... If it feels ominous, that's because it is. We're talking about Halloween. Oh, we need like a little creepy voice to come in right there. I know, but like, doesn't it, you always feel like you have to have like, I don't feel like you can say Halloween like a fairy. 
Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. I mean, there's that doesn't work. It has yeah. to be ominous. No, it has to be something creepy. Okay, so we, Rebecca and I were like talking about Halloween stuff, and we we're like, you know what? We have never talked about this on the podcast, and like, I don't know, just as moms, and like in our neighborhood, why are people going bananas with these wild things in their yard? Listen, I have to avoid certain yards because. I'm not worried about my kids. I'm worried about myself. It scares me. So I don't want to look at it. Down like one street, and he hasn't put it back up yet this year, um, but there's like this like 10 foot tall clown. Yes. With like, you know, that looked possessed. No, there's one that's got like a 10 foot skeleton and it's like leaning over the back of the fence because, you know, some yards you drive behind them. Yeah. And it's like over the back of the fence and it like scares you because you don't expect it. (laughs) And then there it is. I can't do it. Oh my gosh, that makes me think of, we referenced our friend Amanda on the last podcast, but she, I don't know if you know the story about her, but she, um, I think it was at Halloween, but it might have been Christmas, but she saw a man hanging from the side of a house. She called 911. And she called 911, and it was a, <laughs> it was a Halloween decoration, or maybe it was Santa, it was a Christmas thing. Listen, we should poll the firemen to see, like, how many random yes. calls do you get for Halloween decorations? For sure. Not real. Yeah, it's a lot, people. So, okay, so I have a question for you. Do you like Halloween? Mm. I know. Same. Let me tell you what I like. I like fall. I like fall. I like pumpkins. I like, I don't really like the taste of, I'm not like a PSL latte girl or whatever. Pumpkin spice latte. I was about to say, you need to explain that. Okay. Pumpkin spice. But I do like fall. I like the smells. I like the weather getting cooler. I like, like a good fall festival. But for me, Halloween's kind of a racket. Okay. Cause in the last five years, since Abby was four, maybe I love dressing up. Like you it, have gotten into it, it as an adult. It thrills my soul yes. to be in costume. Yeah. And I was never like that before. So I don't know what the, the kicker was for this. But now I kind of really, like I'm already thinking about my costume. What am I going to be? I wonder if you've unleashed something that was deprived of you in childhood. Mm, it was. It was very <laughs> much deprived. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I just, I don't know. Okay, now I will say, like when the kids were really little, I really had a lot of fun dressing them up. Like, their Halloween costume. So, tell me, like, did you have a favorite Halloween costume that you put your kids in? 100%. What was it? Because I'm also a crafty mom. Yes. So, I made my kids' costumes. Yes. I remember this because we were very newly friends, and I thought you were next Do you think I was? Level. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That makes me feel so the good. The taco, didn't you? That's my favorite. It so was Jake the was a, cutest. he was actually a burrito. Burrito. I'm sorry. Yes. And the... I made, I used felt and I like wrapped him and yeah. then I had lettuce and cheese and tomatoes yes. sticking out the top. Epic. We need to get a picture of that and post it in our socials. I will. He was the little burrito. So cute. He was so cute. Um, I, Caleb was, um, I had a two years back to back with him where I took cardboard boxes and made things out of it. So one year he was Thomas the train. Oh, I love that. And he was the train engineer inside yes. of it. And there was this big cardboard box that was Thomas. It's perfect. Um, and I nailed that. It was really cute. <laughs> And the next year, I nailed that. The next year, he was Lightning McQueen, and the box was Lightning McQueen, and he wore like a race car driver costume. And then you felt like maybe the cardboard box had played itself. And then it was done. Off. Yeah, then it was done. But he played in those cardboard boxes for forever, so that was a win. And then I have one year. So when Caroline was first born. I had the kids dress up because I think you've done this too, the Star Wars trio. That's my next epic year. Yeah. So Lydia was Leia, Caleb was Luke, and Caroline was Yoda. And she was an adorable Yoda. It was so cute. And I ordered this knit 
Yoda hat off of Etsy, and she was precious. So cute. Yeah. I was Princess Leia. Yes, and you killed it. I killed Slayed. Them. Yes. I went to a costume party that year, and I did win. I'm just saying. You did? Yes. <gasps> I did. I did not know that. I don't know if maybe that was the beginning for me, was the Princess Leia. And then I was like, oh my gosh, if I can win things, <laughs> I'm going to dress up every year. So last year was one of my faves too, but it did not go over as well as I had expected. I was a pink pearl eraser. Yeah, I remember being like, what are you? <laughs> I thought it was so clever. What got you in your mind that that was going to be a win? Because I like to be things you don't expect. I don't want to be a fairy I don't want to be a pumpkin. I want to be something random. Uh-huh. And it was too random. And nobody got it. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it down this year. Don't worry. Okay. I'm going to be something more like people can see me and know me. And I cannot such. wait. I cannot wait. The practical side of me has a hard time paying for a costume for myself, even if it's not a lot. But just like, you know, buying something, it's like, oh. So I buy stuff after Halloween. I know you do because I've done I it with you before. It for yes. the next year. Yeah. So I've got some wigs in my closet. I need to get up there and see what kind I have. So maybe I can like make my costume around the wigs. Well, and I've gotten to the point with the kids where in the last few years, I've just been like, you know, because we have all this dress up stuff from years and stuff. And I'm like, figure it out. Go look for what you have. Oh, no, man. We're doing all the costumes this year, too. I'm like, y'all, what do y'all be? <gasps> You're buying costumes in 2022 in this inflation time? So Judd wants to be Top Gun. Oh, that's cool. So we have this old... It's not old. It's like he's just never worn it. Leather jacket in his, yeah. <laughs> in his closet. Uh, so I'm going to like sew a patch on for okay. Top Gun. I bought him some aviators. Cute. Okay, oh that's goodness. cute. You can do a little mustache. <gasps> I need to do a No. Did, yeah. No, it was Goose that had the mustache. Oh. Yeah. They. I thought they all had the little mustaches in I the movie. I think Tom Go Cruise check. did. Go I'm check. Go check. Not okay. Tom Cruise, but the other guy. The next gen people did. I'm confused. Isn't Top Gun Tom Cruise? Yeah, but are you not talking about the new movie? I'm talking about the new movie. What's it called? Oh, no. We go in old school. Okay. Listen. Okay. I mean, the new movie's great. It's actually like a really good sequel, but. I thought it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. We're going old school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're fun. Yeah. Caroline, for her birthday last year, she wanted a Spider-Gwen costume as one of her presents. So she got that present, and I remember thinking to myself, hot dog, there's the Halloween there costume. There it is. <laughs> so when she comes this year and says, mom, you're like, you can go be that. Yeah. Okay. Here's part of the reason, too, why I think. I love to dress up as an adult because I did not do it as a child. Okay, so let's talk about our own Halloweens as children. Tell me, life in the bubble, what was Halloween like? There was no Halloween in the bubble. Seriously? I, this is a vivid memory for me. My dad put black trash bags over the front door so that you couldn't see in our house. We turned off all the lights and we sat in the back of the house and you did not answer the door. That is next level. We like boycotted without... The posters. Did he ever talk to you guys about it? Like why he... Isn't that funny that I don't remember like the spiritual (laughs) conversation that went with that? No, I'm just thinking... It was just my parents hate Halloween. Yeah, because that's a lot, dude. That's intense. And one year I got to go trick-or-treating and it was only because I was in ballet that year and they had to buy a costume for the ballet recital and so I just wore that costume. Okay, see, that's what I did. Kate move. Yes. And now, Steve and Judy hand out candy... (laughs) Because they love it. They think it's so fun to see all them kitties in their costumes. What do you think changed? I don't know. They lightened up. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
Listen, uh, my mom did tell me she's not doing that this year because candy's expensive and she's not buying it. Hey, you know what? When we did that episode about inflation, we had a couple of people reach out and say candy is way up this year. And I think more people are going to trick or treat because they're going to like trick or treat for the year. Like I need candy for the rest of the school year. <laughs> so we just going to do like a double round in the neighborhoods. Yeah. I ain't doing it, people. I ain't giving you more than one. If I recognize your costume, you out. Oh, okay. You already been here. Well, and you're on a more popular street. I'm in a super popular People place. have to really be committed to come down to where I am. That's very true. And I'm great with that. So, you know. And I'm married to the man that's like, we cannot run out. Yeah. he's embarrassed, which yeah. I don't know why he's embarrassed. It's Halloween. Oh. You're a pastor. Yeah. Pastor Halloween. I, I mean, don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Because they know who he is. And Listen, so. They're getting cheap candy this year. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. Do you know what the most popular candy sold at Halloween is? Reese's. That is bougie. Nobody has the money to be paying for chocolate and peanut butter. Are you serious? Yeah. No, it has to be a sugar candy. Um, Those little dum-dums, those little suckers. No, but that would be, I think that's a good idea. I like giving those because those are cheap. I do too. And my kids like those. I well, love the those. girls do. Yeah. Okay, the most popular candy is uh, Skittles. Is it? Yeah. I love Skittles. Yeah. And isn't it good for all them allergy kids? Yeah, that's the I'll, other dim, thing. I'll dim allergy kids. Yeah. I'm always worried about the allergy I kids. Know, I'm like, I, I don't want to like send somebody to the ER. I know, because I have one of them allergy kids. <laughs> <laughs> so my East, my Easter, my Halloween growing up, so we were like Creaster Christians, you know, like my family went to Creased? to church on Christmas and Easter. Creaster. I've never heard that word before. Well, there you go. Okay. So we were Ain't nobody blacking out windows at my house. They're like, let's go. We are all in. I wish in. I had pictures. If only I had a picture of our <laughs> house at Halloween with all of us huddled in the corner in the back. <sighs> and my mom dressed me up one year. It was the cutest thing. Do you remember that show, I Dream of Jeannie? And mm-hmm. there was the little Jeannie girl. Um, she I don't dre- know if I could watch that in the bubble. She was like half naked. Okay, well, that is the costume <laughs> I wore. I think I was like six or seven years old. My mom put me in like I had a high ponytail on my head and like this little crop top with like balloon sleeves, sheer awesome. pink and little like genie pants and stuff. And I was so cute. And then I think the three years following that I was a witch. Okay. Can you see? imagine? Look at how different our childhoods <laughs> are. Oh we would have run from you in the neighborhood <laughs> if we'd seen you. And then for a couple of years after that, my girlfriends and I wanted to be babies so we would like, I don't know how we would dress as babies exactly, but I remember wearing pacifiers around our necks. You wear a diaper. No. No, but we okay. dressed up as babies. Those are the only Halloween, really, costumes I can remember. But Halloween in our house, I mean, it was just, you know, but I don't remember it being like a big deal. I do remember one year we roasted pumpkin seeds, and I thought they were good. And so then last year I tried to roast pumpkin seeds with the kids, and we were all like, this is disgusting. Yes. What? You don't like this? pumpkin spice latte. I'm surprised you would want to. But I like seeds. <laughs> I like seeds. I like nuts. So I thought maybe, you know, that I would like I it. I just had never met somebody who said that their favorite holiday was Halloween. And I know lots of people who their favorite holiday is Halloween. They love it. So many people love it. They love it. Okay. So let me ask you these questions. Now, I know you didn't do this as a kid unless you were being rebellious, but maybe in your adult life. Have you ever been to a haunted house? I don't think so. What? You've never been to a haunted house? Kate. For the bubble person, that is like, (laughs) that's like hell. (laughs) I can't do that. Okay, so then I think I know the answer to this question. Have you ever done a Ouija board? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I cannot believe you're asking me that. That is evil. There's no way. Even watching it on TV is a little much for me, okay? I can't do it. Okay, at a sleepover, did you ever do light as a feather, stiff as a board? 
No, what is that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's like a seance or something. And you, it's a completely nonsense. Just like a Ouija board or whatever. But girls, you pe- lay one girl is laying down, and the other girls put two fingers underneath her, all around her, and you like chant, "Light as the feather, stiff as the board." <laughs> I don't think you can do that. <laughs> and she's supposed to levitate. No, <laughs> no. Okay, did you ever see any scary movies? Like, did you see yes. Chucky? Yes, I saw Poltergeist. Oh, did you really? And it scarred me for life. <laughs> I still have mental images of How that did movie. you get away with that? At a sleepover. Oh. Don't let your kids go to sleepovers. Okay. I think I went home that night, too. Like, after we watched the movie and we tried to go to bed, I could not go to sleep. Yeah. So I think I called my dad. No, I hate them. I hate scary movies. I can. I still have the visual image in my mind. I know exactly the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Petrify me. Yeah. Hate. I hate them too. It's awful. And uh, like now, you know, around this time of year, they do all the promos for the scary movies on yeah, TV. Yeah. They're so scary. They're they're so scary. I wish I could like opt into like, no, I don't want these ads. No, because even the ads have really freaky stuff. Well, and then so like even on like Disney Plus, they're advertising these movies. So then, you know, my Lydia was like, Hey, I started watching Hocus Pocus and I'm like, Whoa, pump the brakes. <laughs> I have not watched that. Okay, I have not confession. Ready. Yeah. Abby and I watched it together on What did you think? Sunday night. Yeah. So I asked all these people, is it scary? Yeah. They all said no. Uh-huh. It's scary. Okay. Okay, it's scary for a 10-year-old and yeah. for a 43-year-old. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she did not seem worried about it, but I was like, hey, whoa. And I had to sit everybody down and go, hey, remember, we don't watch movies, new movies that yes. have not been approved yet without asking mom first. Part of me felt left out because it's like this thing where everybody knows Everybody's, this movie yeah, and they yeah. like love it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I kind of want to know. Uh-huh. I probably shouldn't have known. I don't, <sighs> I don't think it was the best parenting decision of my life. <laughs> but I think it can be a tricky line to walk. And that's what we want to talk about is like, how do we address Halloween? You know, and so many people fall in different categories here. And the thing is, whether you're super into it or not, Halloween is a big deal in America. Okay, did you know um, that it is an $8 billion annual industry and that is the it is the second largest commercial holiday after Christmas? Is it really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, people get into Halloween. I could see that now, though. I mean, really, when I look around at everybody that decorates, all the stuff that's in the stores, like, it's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And it can be intense, you know. Yeah. So, it it just has never been for me, and maybe it's part of my upbringing or something, it's never been for me a thing that's like, I don't know, really bothered me or freaked me out. I kind of just... It's taken a little bit lighthearted, um, but I know for some people it's very offensive, you know, like 30 years ago, Steve, yes. you know, yes, not current Steve. And honestly, but. when I had kids, I wasn't offended by it. It was just hard for me to explain what was happening to them, you yeah. know, because with little kids, when you go in Walmart and you'd see the scary things, that's true. I just wasn't sure how to explain it to them. Yeah. Now that they're older, I'm like way more chill about it because, yeah. you know, they understand it more or whatever but for me it wasn't necessarily offensive it was just like I don't know how to like explain to my three-year-old that there's a scary skeleton witch standing there you know yeah and why would someone want to walk around looking like they've been stabbed 25 times (laughs) that too that too don't answer the door babe I don't know what you're gonna see 
So, you know, and some of that stuff can be really scary. And then, like, kids, too, they're trick-or-treating, and you think you're just going to walk up to a nice house, and all of a sudden, Mm-mm. something comes popping out of the bushes. Okay, so I remember going up to this house one time when we were trick-or-treating, and it looked like this guy was holding a baby. And then as no, I got dude. close, he walked towards me, and he tripped, and he dropped the baby. Come on, no. And I freaked out, and it was a doll. Come on. Come what? on, no. No, I cannot Don't handle do that. that to people. <laughs> That's really, like, traumatic. Yeah. No, that's too real. You can't be doing no. that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, so as we thought about this episode, it did make me wonder, like, how all of this Halloween stuff got started. Like, who thought it would be a good idea to send your kids to a stranger's house asking for candy? And then, like, if they don't give you the candy, you get to do something bad to them? Right. That's what my dad said. <laughs> That's the trick. Yes. Yeah. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down my underwear. Okay. I wasn't thinking about pulling down your underwear. Have you heard that whole thing before? Yes, I have okay. heard that. Um, but, you know, it's trick or treat. Right. And I guess Why just, isn't it treat or trick? Why does it have to be trick or treat? I don't know. Okay. But, you know, supposedly, and we're about to get into the history of Halloween, but supposedly there used to be a lot more tricks than treats. Okay. And so, truly, if you did not pass out candy, you were getting, your house was getting wrapped or Why egged. Why didn't our or... house get burned? Because <laughs> we had the trick eggs on it. Seriously. Um, but, you know, and then, like, who was the genius, when we think about all these traditions, like, who was the genius that decided that we need to carve pumpkins as part of this holiday? And I'm 100% certain that whoever came up with this was not a mom with kids. Because if you have ever tried as a mom with children... It has to be the Puritans or the, who came over on the boat? Okay, my dude. Yes, but listen. They probably ate the pumpkin, right? Well, I don't know. Well, oh, no, because, okay, when we get back to thinking about this tradition, like, they were carving out the pumpkin to put a coal or a light in it. So they were actually, they were making, it's called a jack-o'-lantern. Okay, yes. Which has a reasoning behind it. It's highly debated, but whatever. But listen. I mean, think about the last time that you carved a pumpkin with your kids. First of all, there's these huge knives out. Right? So if you have a toddler anywhere nearby. They sell them in like toddler friendly sets. Like here's your small knife. And those things are the worst. (laughs) They do not work. You know, they do not work. You've just spent $5 on a piece of plastic that breaks in a second. So then you're cutting out this big thing. And then you tell your kids, okay, now y'all have to dig out all the guts. And they're like, ooh, gross. This stinks. It stinks. They don't want to do it. So here's mom for an hour schlepping away. And if you have multiple kids, they all want their own pumpkin. So then you're digging out all these guts, and it's stinky, and it's messy. And, you know, you have to do a lot of carving to get all the slime out of the inside. It looks so easy on TV. Yes. And when you try it, it's really hard. It is a lot of work. Yes. It's a whip. And then it molds in, like, two days. In a second. Caleb, throw it away. I know. Caleb said last year, he was like, Mom, don't they sell pre-gutted pumpkins? (laughs) No son. That's his American mindset, though, you that know. That is not at Aldi right now. I'm so yeah. sorry. But listen, I would pay. I would pay extra money if somebody would just say, here's a carved and, like, bleached pumpkin that's not going to rot in a second. Listen, you just get to go I cut it. I still got time. Maybe my kid can make some money this year. <laughs> you want to car- pre-carve some pumpkins? But you got to sell them the day of because it's going to mold. Yeah. Well, supposedly there's all these hacks and stuff on Pinterest. Like, you there spray are. it with stuff so that it doesn't mold. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've got to look that up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, but bleach, I think you can even just put bleach on in the inside of it, and then it won't. Does it turn it white? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's a good question. You could tie-dye a pumpkin, slatter paint a pumpkin. It'd be so cute. Okay, so let's think about how all of this started. 
Okay, so the origins of Halloween, what do you think, Rebecca, that it dates back to? Where do you think this kicked off? I have no idea. I said the Thanksgiving people that came over on the boat. Okay, the Thanksgiving people <laughs> that came over on the boat. Okay, well, that's wrong. It was a long time before that. <laughs> back to Jesus days? Like, literally, the turn... the. When it changed from B.C. to A.D., like around that time, dude. Like first century. Okay, but isn't that when Jesus was here? Yes, 100%. Yes. Jesus was here when Halloween was here? Well, no. It was different. Okay. Okay, so in the area where Ireland and Great Britain and Scotland, all that stuff, okay, there were people there that lived and they were called Celts. Okay. And they had these pagan worship things that they did. So they saw the year in two major time, you know, like we see like four quarters, like four seasons. They saw the year in halves. So they saw it as light and dark. Okay. So half of the year was light, which makes sense. That's like spring, summer, and early fall. And then half of the year was dark. Yeah. Okay. So when the year changed from light to dark, that would have been at the end of harvest season, which would have been like October 31st. And you've just harvested all these pumpkins. (laughs) Right? Didn't you grow them? No, but I love that. Okay. The pumpkin, where the pumpkin comes in is highly debated. Oh. But, but I don't know that the Celts were looking around at all these pumpkins going, what should we do with them? Listen, I'm into it, but I don't know that that's part of their whole thing. Um, but so they believed then that as the, as this transition from light to dark, that the veil between the two worlds became thin and the spirits crossed over so that between the living world and the dead, somehow it becomes thinner during this time. Okay. So the spirits cross over and then this celebration, it's a Celt word and it's spelled S A M H A I N. But you say it so when. I know it doesn't, you wouldn't think it that's what it would be. It doesn't sound like Halloween. Yes. So these ghosts that would come through, they would damage crops and cause trouble. And the Celtic priests would be interacting with them to try and make predictions for the year. And people who didn't want to be messed with by these spirits and stuff would put on a costume, which would usually be like an animal head or something like that over them so that they would be disguised from being interrupted from these people. Um, They would tell fortunes. They'd have big bonfires. Some traditions say that the bonfire was to draw the spirits in and some would say it was to keep them away um but they would you know have a big bonfire which is like okay we do bonfires in the fall sure why not Just, you know um <laughs> never gonna see a bonfire the same again and they did say this one thing said that they made lanterns out of gourds okay so you know and there's this whole thing about that the jack o lantern myth comes from that that satan put some man to hell, but he asked if he didn't have to go or something. So then he just ends up roaming the earth. So Satan hands him a turnip and he carves it out and he makes a, makes it a lantern. And he puts a coal from hell inside of it and he roams the earth. And his name was Jack. That sounds really dark. And so, <laughs> so Jack of the lantern. Yes. And so that's where we get Jack o' lantern. Listen, nobody so knows. So I'm saying a bad word when I say jack-o'-lantern? <laughs> no, I think that's nonsense. I think that's absolute nonsense. I think that's just myth. Okay, so then listen. So around this time, so that's first century this is happening. So in the fifth century, then we start getting popes. That's We've got Catholicism and stuff. Okay, so then May 13th of the year, it was um, All Saints Day. 
Well, then a couple, actually a century later, the next pope, I think his name was Benedict III or something, he has this bright idea. He's like, hey, what if we make All Saints Day November 1st? So then All Saints Eve is October 31st. So he's going to kind of Christianize this pagan holiday. Okay. Because by this time now, the Romans have entered into Ireland. Christian Christianity is entering into this area. Catholicism is entering into this area. So they start Christianizing what is essentially this holiday. Okay. And it becomes All Hallows Eve, which hollow means holy. And so then the next day is Halloween. So is it pronounced Halloween? <laughs> holy? Yeah, I mean, I guess it means holy. I don't really know, dude. I thought that was all confusing. That's but fascinating. November 1st is All Saints Day. And so what they Who still use, celebrates All Saints Day? Is well, still I think Catholics do. And here's the thing. Um, in Hispanic heritage, they celebrate Dia de los Muertos, and that happens on November 1st. I could be getting this slightly wrong, but it's all around the same time. But they believe, and they don't believe it's anything spooky or anything, but they believe that the spirits of the people that have passed on come back and visit at that time. Their loved ones. Yes. So they set up like altars in their home with pictures of them, foods they liked, flowers and stuff like that. And they believe that they, they pass through. And some people, um, they spend the night in the cemetery and it's all fun. Like they're singing songs and they're eating and it's not anything spooky. Um, but you know, the Hispanic culture is highly influenced by Catholic uh, the Catholic religion, and so you can see how those things intertwine so there. it's like a meshing of a bunch of different things. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Okay, so then you wonder, like, how did this get to the United States of America? Well... The people on the boat. The people on the boat. <laughs> You're so smart. Okay, so then in the 19th century... Um, in the early 1800s, when there was like a potato famine and stuff in Ireland, all of those immigrants start coming over to the United States. Well, when they did, they started bringing these traditions with them. And so then slowly it starts to roll out. Well, come to find out that early when this um, started happening, it, there was a lot of mischief that was associated you know part of the whole part of the holiday was that you would they would go and play pranks and stuff like that so it was not a well-regarded holiday to the americans and also there were a lot of americans that were just like not into catholicism and all these immigrants i mean there's just it was yes. problematic for them on a lot of levels um but the other piece of it for where we get the children going from door to door is um the research said that american children took note out of the european book of going door to door asking for treats or soul cakes. So what they would do in Europe, in Ireland and Britain and stuff, is they would go door to door and ask for soul cakes. It was called souling or guising, like a guise, like you. And if they gave you a soul cake, then you prayed for their relatives or you prayed for them. And if you didn't, then you were able to give them a trick. And so then that's kind of how that came over to America. So I should be praying for the children that come to my door to get candy. Hey. They should be praying for you, dog. You give them a candy, you're like, pray for me now. This is the deal. I want to put a sign outside my door that says, at this house we pray. <laughs> I feel like I should warn them before they come to the porch. No, they're going to come up and they're going to say, trick or treat. And be like, I'm giving you this candy, but you got to say that you're going to pray for me. <laughs> That's how we're going to Christianize this whole situation. So anyway, it started getting popular in the 1920s. That was when like the first costumes were made and stuff. And then we have the World War and the Great Depression. So everything kind of chilled. But then by the 1950s and like once the economy recovered, then we hit the boom. And Halloween becomes a big deal. And um, this 
something about this woman in Canada started this whole thing with fall parties because they were trying to like make it not about mischief anymore, you know, right. and try and make it about just having fun and stuff. So slowly the culture changed and we have what we have today where people are dressing up like Paw Patrol and superheroes and, you know, it's not just scary stuff anymore. <coughs> I feel like it's more scary than fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. But, you know, my kids don't dress up as scary stuff. So what do you think about that? How do you feel about that history lesson you just got there? To me, it sounds random. How they all, like, different things, and then this person tweaked it, and this person tweaked it, and now we got all these, like, meshing. I mean, honestly, though, when you look at all of the American holidays, you're like, what? Are we just making, like, we just did National Sons Day and National Daughters Day. There's, like, all these national days that you're like, somebody out there is just picking. They're just like, ooh, National Hamburger Day. (laughs) Ooh. National Manicure Day. I don't know. So I can't keep up with all that. That's too much pressure. Well, and that's okay. I think that's part of it. So I feel like we make everything so complicated, you know, and it's like, you got to do this. You got to do this. Okay, now let's add this to this, you know, because I think that's one of the other pushbacks for people with Halloween is that if you don't do it, mm-hmm. you feel odd. Yeah. You feel left out and weird. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if we celebrated Halloween when Jake was super little. I mean, I don't know, because I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this or not. Sure. But then everybody's doing it, and yeah. the church has a fall festival, but kids dress up, and yeah. then you're like, well, we already got the costume, so maybe we should trick-or-treat. Uh-huh. I just feel like there's a lot of pressure for moms. Yeah, I agree. And it's hard to know, you know, just how to navigate it well, and like... You know, I think just as Christians, when we come from that perspective, you know, we can look to the Bible and say, okay, we know for sure that we are not supposed to participate in witchcraft. We are not supposed to participate in demonic things. Um, We are not supposed to, we're not supposed to intentionally subject our things that are going to evoke fear in us, right? Yes. Um, And that's one of the reasons I feel like, you know, as a believer, I'm not going to go watch a horror movie because there is nothing there for me that is contributing to me being healthy. It's creating something in me that is not from God. Right. And so I'm not going to subject myself to that and allow those fearful thoughts and ideas and stuff, just like you just talked about with your horror movie. And I have that same experience. Those things plant in your heart and mind. They do. And so those are that's an area where I'm careful about it. No, I agree. And I think that, you know, within our communities, we have friends and we have fun and we we can make it something that's enjoyable for our kids. Mm -hmm. But we're still going to have to interact with the world on all these things. So I think it's important to at least have that discussion with your kids. Yeah. You know, we're, I don't have to tell them all the Celtic stuff. Yeah. But, you know, when you're seeing skeletons and witches and scary things, you feel like you need to be able to talk to them about where is this all coming from? Yeah. Because... But even with Christmas and, you know, yeah, the jolly guy. Exactly. All this stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think we have the opportunity to redeem it in, in the way that we can. And I think we have done that, um, you know, and I, I feel like Christians of old have, that's what they've tried to do. I feel like, you know, they took what Easter could, was a pagan holiday and um, we redeemed that, you know, for Christ. I feel like uh, Christmas, there's so much about that that was pagan. It's been redeemed. Wedding ceremonies have so much pagan background and that has been redeemed. I think that, you know, as I was researching this, there are people out there that feel so strongly that anything having to do with this is you know, demonic and satanic and occultish. I, 
I personally do not see that. Now, I would like to say, if you're listening to this and you feel strongly about that, if that is your conviction, then go with that. Um, for me, I have never experienced satanic oppression. I've never, you know, known Satanists. I've never seen the occult. And so it's not something that I am particularly feel like that needs to be something that we are, I'm trying to be careful with my words here, that we are abundantly cautious toward. What our tact has been instead is to say, okay, our culture is celebrating this holiday. How can we do this in a way that feels good to us and feels safe to us? Because I think actually Halloween affords us an opportunity to interact with our neighbors and our community in a way that we don't get to at other times of the year. No, I love the way you put that. How do we as a family decide that we're going to celebrate this in such a way that it's beneficial to our family? Yeah. And I think that's a great way to look at it because I do think it does provide, even with our churches that do these fall festivals, you have families come that have never been set foot on church property before. And even in our neighborhood, you know, some of these neighbors I don't see that often, but you know, in this one night we get to all kind of hang out together and have this camaraderie. And so I think that does provide an opportunity to at least extend, you know, a hand of fellowship and kindness to each other. Yes. Um, and I do think that different families have different convictions and I, I agree with you. If you have a conviction about it, then stand by that. Yeah. You know, just like as a mom, sometimes you feel so much pressure to fit in or to do what every other mom is doing. You don't have to do that. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you, do that. And stand in that because God has something for you there. But um, I love the way you put that. Well, thanks. And I think that applies just like you're saying. I think it trickles all the way down. Like, you don't need to feel the pressure to have this certain kind of costume or this certain kind of candy or your house decorated. Do what is best for your family, for your budget, what you guys feel led to do. Um, I did read about a man who um, he said something about like up the steps of his walk to his door, it said something like, um, I'm giving the biggest candy bars out of an abundance of what Christ has given to me or something like that. And he used it as a ministry opportunity and he gave full size candy bars to every kid, you know, that came. And that was how they chose to celebrate. And I think the Bible gives us room here when it helps us to know that we have discernment in things like this and we can make choices. So in Romans 14, this is a little bit long. I'm going to read it to you. The whole chapter is actually very good for tackling issues like this because it talks about our conscience and how we have an opportunity to interpret things. But here's what it says. Paul says, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls and he will be upheld for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day is better than another while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day, observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be both Lord of both the dead and of the living. That's so good. I mean, I heard so many things in there where I thought, okay, if you're going to live, live to the Lord. If you're going to celebrate, celebrate to the Lord. If you're going to do this, I love that. I think that's, I've never read that scripture in relation to what we're talking about today. And I think that's so good. Yeah. 
And, you know, I just want to say for those of us, you know, that if you are concerned about evil on this particular day or demonic influences, you know, I would say in my, what I've seen in scripture, there is nothing that says that demons are any more active on Halloween than they are on any other day. Okay. We live in a world filled with spiritual attacks, demonic influence. Satan is on the prowl. And by God's very good grace, we have victory over him every single day on October 31st, November 1st, January 22nd, right? And so we don't need to fear one day over another. And I think that's a message that we can pass on to our children, that we serve the God. I I thought it was so fitting as we talked about Halloween and read this very last line because it says that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. He is God over it all. You know, when we see a skeleton, we can worship that God was creative in the way that he put us together. And that person has a skeleton out and he is celebrating. Look, look what God did. You know, he made that. And that we can talk about the spiritual things and we can talk about the harvest. And, you know, we'll even put in our show notes, we have some stuff coming out, resources about how to use the jack-o'-lantern to tell your kids about the gospel and there's just so many ways that we can redeem the things of the world for the glory of God. And we certainly have that opportunity here. So my challenge to you, mama, would be to just stop and reflect a minute about Halloween and think about how do you want to celebrate it for your family? How can God get glory on this day that the world for sure would love to turn and make it about darkness and evil, but we have an opportunity to make it about light and good. And that's what we want to be about. All right, moms, we love you, and we'll see you next time. Happy Halloween. Hey, mamas that are local to the Dallas area, we are having something super fun for you on Sunday, October 29th. We are going to do a mama meetup. We are dropping some first see their merch that you will have uh, the first opportunity to get a hold of. We're also going to offer a thankful leave kit so you can go home and practice thankfulness with your family. You get a discount on rolling beans or mamaritas, uh, two uh, drink trucks that are out there. And you get to just hang out with us. We would love to see you. So check on the link in our show notes and follow us on social to get more information and plan to join us at the Mama Meetup on October 29th at the Fate Food Hall in Fate, Texas. We'll see you there.